Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. After a, a little hiatus, I am your host, Stephen Navarra, and with me as always, Mr. McQuillan, DPT, and Jimmy on the ones and twos. We have a a lost episode out in the ether, ether somewhere. We recorded basically an entire episode, and it ended up being really good. And the whole thing just got deleted. Um, for for we don't know why, we don't know how the software just got corrupted mid mid record, and here we are. So we're bringing you a little forty five minute episode. Um, we we covered Deshaun Watson trade, how Baker Mayfield's feeling, where he might end up, a few wide receiver injuries that uh, have gotten surgeries, wide receivers gotten surgeries. And the Lamar Jackson situation of of his his contract and and where we think his career is going, uh, and we also have some hot draws of the week. And Danny goes off on another UN's men's national team soccer tangent because he he didn't get to go. He had a beautiful beautiful uh, spill of words um, on the lost episode, so so he kind of gets it back and and goes on another soccer tangent here. <laughs> But and we and we start covering some MLS too. So tweet us at Return to Play Podcast on the Twitter uh, if what what you might want to hear us talk about more or less of, and uh, if you're interested in, at all in soccer other than our draws of the week. Uh, but one quick question before we get into the episode: um, What the fuck is wrong with with people and fucking driving on the interstate? I got relocated to a new uh, nursing home facility um, about 30 minutes, 35 minutes away. And, and I have to commute on the interstate now for about that length of time. And it is fucking miserable. I was in 30 minutes almost of backed up traffic. It's just two lanes. There is a lot of construction going on. This fucking interstate's been under construction. This is year three now, I'm being told. Same part of the interstate being worked on. Um, they're making it three lanes instead of two lanes uh, the, the whole way between us and Charlotte, which will be nice in the end. But here we are in a in a fucking 20 minutes of traffic. Stop and go, stop and go. And I get to where the traffic breaks and there is nothing. There is not one goddamn reason why anybody should be going under the speed limit or why traffic would have been backed up at all. There was no construction in the road. And the traffic just broke and then everyone was going fucking 65 again. And I am just, I, I have nothing. I have nothing other than maybe an hour ago or something. Like they did have to move a piece of equipment or something across the road, even though it's double barricaded. Or or maybe there was a crane where they had to stop traffic for five minutes and then it thus backed it up for, for hours. Uh, do, you, do do either of you have an idea why the fuck I am always dealing with this this stopping traffic and then we get to the end of the the stop traffic and there's nothing fucking stopping the traffic? I need answers. I've literally never been to South Carolina, so I can't answer any of that for you. But it does segue us perfectly into into Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> Oh. rest in peace incredibly tragic story um 
Yeah, yeah, I feel like a dick. No, no, I mean, it's true. No one has been talking about that. We'll talk about the hard subjects here on Return to Play podcast. We, uh, yeah, we were trying to, the the details, the details are are odd. Um, You know, what, why is Dwayne Haskins on a highway to begin with? um, In the dark. At, at, you know, yeah, sick in the in the early hours of the morning, six in the morning. Um, I did see like a Twitter rumor going around that he had a rental car which ran out of gas, and so he was, you know, but that was not that wasn't confirmed. That wasn't from anything verified, but uh, probably someone just made it up, and you know, yeah. and people were running with it. But I did see uh, th- there was a, a apparently either a nine one one call or a uh, um, police call. I don't remember what it was, but six minutes before Dwayne Haskins was killed, there was someone made a call basically saying, you know, there was someone running running onto the freeway and c- cars swerving around him. So I don't know. I don't know what the details are. There's probably not going to be a good, a good answer though. Once more info comes out, I don't know. Perhaps he wasn't in his right mind at the time. I don't know. They were down there training. You know, maybe they had a late night doing some, some fun stuff, and he was uh, not in his right mind in the in the late hours slash early hours of the morning. So. I don't know what was going on. Maybe his car just broke down and he thought he could cross the highway and didn't see a dump truck coming. I don't know. It's probably not a good answer. Um, tragic. Had I just touched on it in one of the recent podcasts. I was like, you know, Dwayne Haskins might might be a factor this year. Uh, I've so always been a fan of him after we, the Steelers signed him. Loved, loved the pickup. Um, so definitely tragic. Uh, not even, not even joking, but he, like Pittsburgh has a has a QB spot open now, obviously. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, we do talk about Baker Mayfield. Certainly wouldn't be opposed to that if Cleveland cuts him to to bring Baker in. But uh, yeah, it's a uh, rest in peace, Dwayne Simba. Whatever, uh, whatever you prefer. Thanks for uh, thanks for what you brought. I I I saw him play in the preseason game at Charlotte. Um, it didn't go well, but I appreciated his time and his efforts. And he he was a person who, tur- you know, grew up. You you kind of did get to see him get his shit together. Um, it seemed at least, uh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know how I, I don't know how much your shit together is if you're jogging down the highway. Yeah, well, I, I don't know, but would have certainly had had uh, made some improvements. I, I would have liked to see him kind of continue that trajectory, you know, being kind of steered straight with Tomlin and being in a good good organization and uh, kind of. I had high expectations for his uh, his second chance. I really was hoping he would have some, uh, you know, some redemption. Uh, so unfortunately, tragically cut short. All right. Well, with all that, <laughs> get, uh, get, get into some some brighter subjects. Yeah, let's get into the show. And I hope you all 
Tune in next week for our draft preview. And as well, I know I just mentioned it again here in a second, but I am on the Fantasy Unleashed podcast next week. And uh, our producer, Jimmy, said his life was cut short, unlike this podcast episode, which uh, every episode we, we plan on a nice tight episode and I get to rambling and Danny goes on a soccer tangent and boom, we're at 50 minutes. (laughs) So without further ado, here's the show. All right. Quality. Yeah. Definitely not as good as the. No, but as the. All right, let's jump into the news of the off season so far. Again, we had an entire podcast recorded a couple weeks ago, and it got deleted mid mid record, and. Well, my phone rang. Uh, I'll just fucking restart this. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, I dropped it. I guess I did. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's get into the news we have so far. For this offseason, we had a nice podcast a few weeks ago recorded, and it got deleted right towards the end of our recording, the whole thing. So all that scrapped. We forget what we said. Uh, we made a short list here. We'll, do, we'll have a short little episode this week and um, a draft preview next week. So look forward for that. Okay. Obviously, last time we talked about Deshaun Watson and the massive contract he got for the Cleveland Browns, and now just a day ago, Baker was on the that one podcast. I don't know what podcast it was. I don't listen to that shit. Uh, I don't listen to anything. That's part of my take. Anyway, he said he felt disrespected, and oh, and I listen to Fantasy Unleashed podcast. Of course, those guys are great. Uh, check me out there on. Next week's episode from them. Uh, where was I? Oh, Baker just said he was felt disrespected as he should. They, you know, but he should have also not expected any respect, I guess, from the Browns. Like they're the Browns. The Browns are the Browns. They have no loyalty or um, valor. They have no no meaning behind the words they say. Uh, because they're a trash organization, they always have been, and it seems like they always will be. So, Danny, why don't you break down how fucked the Browns are from this Deshaun Watson contract and uh, maybe what you think is going to happen with Baker? Yeah, uh, first I just want to touch on the, uh, if if you recall, I put out a, a thread on Twitter about how this is when, but before ATL was even kind of that big of a rumor, like I was like Deshaun Watson to Atlanta, it just makes so much sense, and I'll explain why. And I broke it all down, 
I thought I was a prophet. Like it, it was going to work out perfect. And then as the days kind of kept developing, it was like, oh, Atlanta, Atlanta, Atlanta. And I was like, I was ready to be. I told you so. And Deshaun to Atlanta was all but confirmed. And the Browns said, hey, 230 million fully guaranteed. And Deshaun said, oh, you, you said 230 million. And that son of a bitch changed his mind and screwed me over. But uh, yeah, so two thirty million, completely unprecedented. Um, I would do a lot worse to you for two hundred thirty million dollars. Keep in mind that's uh, ninety million more than Patrick Mahomes was given. Eighty million more than Aaron Rodgers' crazy contract. Um, insane, absolutely insane. Plus the way they structured it, they're anticipating suspension for this year. Obviously, they they structured it. Where his uh, his salary for year one is only a million, so his I consider myself somewhat of a of a cap a salary expert. So his they gave him a forty five million dollars signing bonus, which gets split nine million across each of the of the five years. So his cap hit in year one is only ten million, but in the subsequent four years it comes out to fifty five million, which is which is an absolutely insane number. Um, especially considering some of the other huge contracts they've given out. So actually, year one for Cleveland, with with him only being a ten million dollar cap hit, that's that's amazing. They can load up on talent, and if his suspension is minimal, or who knows what's going on with that. But but they 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 have a shot this year. They're going to be a great team um, as long as you know all their studs are playing and healthy, and and Deshaun is allowed to play. But year two through five, it is going to get incredibly, incredibly uh, difficult to manage. I've never seen a team really ever like in that tough of a cap situation. I have no idea how they're going to do it. They can obviously restructure stuff, but that's only that's only kicking the can down the road. Um. So yeah, the the I know I I had there it's like their top seven players or something right now or or with with the dead money that they're gonna have are accounting for like a hundred seventy million, which is three fourths of the cap even even with it projected to go up. Um, so with the with the twenty nine contracted players they have right now for twenty twenty three, that's counting all like the 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 minimal guys the you know they're they're seventh sixth fifth round draft picks from from years before that are that are only making you know eight hundred thousand nine hundred thousand a million whatever it is they they have four million available right now based on the projected 225 that it's going up to um so that so you know your last 20 30 spots are are uh are only going to take up four million would be be interesting to see how they manage that they're going to have to obviously they're hoping for a, the, the salary cap with the new TVDs on the deals and everything it's supposed to continue to increase but like i said this is with the projected 225 million next year which is up from the 208 this year uh, it'll be uh be interesting to see how they manage it um i i figured I had talked about how Amari Cooper might be a, a one year rental because his contract none of it that they had remaining was guaranteed, but then they restructured his his this year um to to create more cap space for this year, which which gives him a bigger cap hit next year. And now there'll be if they do part with him, there'll be dead money from the from the space they opened up this year. So 
they got to be banking on just a, a huge salary cap increase. I, I don't know. It's going to get, it's going to get ugly though for the, for the Browns. If, and uh, you know, if something happens, if Deshaun gets hurt, Miles Garrett, who's got a huge contract gets hurt. They just paid Chubb a big contract. You know, it's uh, and even like random, like the lineman, Batonio, John Johnson, the safety, Wyatt Teller, they, they all have huge cap hits. It can go south real quick for the Browns, and if things do go south, they don't have draft picks to to even build around for the future. If this doesn't work out, it's going to be a uh, a colossal failure. But obviously, they haven't had a quarterback in their franchise's entire existence, um, you know, since the since the expansion Browns came back. So they went all out. They sold their soul. We'll we'll see what <laughs> happens. I've never uh, seen anything like it. I- <laughs> And I was listening to talking about podcasts I don't listen to. I was listening to Rich Eisen <laughs> and uh, a clip on YouTube, not the actual podcast itself. Uh, he was saying how Deshaun Watson, how is he supposed to focus on football this year um, with all of this, these depositions going on in the offseason, like all of this uh, legal battles he's been facing this entire time up until now? Throughout, well, probably the rest of the spring and summer here, he's going to have to deal with. And then once the season starts, whether he's playing or not, the narrative, the conversation is always going to be around him and his personal life for definitely all of the 2022 season. And if he gets suspended, then it's going to carry over into 2023 when he actually starts to play. Uh, he's going to have this dark cloud basically looming over him. There rest of his career at least for the next the rest of his browns contract and how's that going to affect his mental health how's that going to affect his performance because think about having to go to work with 22 counts of sexual harassment being filed against you you know and everybody in the world knows about it uh how well would you be at your at your job so yeah it should go swimmingly for the browns um I can't wait to see how that plays out. I don't know what's going to happen to Baker. The speculation right now is that he's going to be traded before the draft, but I don't see a single team offering a single asset for him. Why would they? They know that they know the Browns have to release them because Baker's basically saying, I'm not, I'm not going to play. Like if you, if you make me stay on the team this next year, um so yeah that's a uh developing story and maybe we'll have something for you next week it'd be exciting i think to see baker go somewhere else instead of him having to sit a year out but um go ahead they they almost can't i mean you they have to get rid the the browns really shot themselves in the foot here the way they handled this (laughs) and they i mean you it, like nobody needs a quarterback right now. Like you, they waited too long. They brought in. Now they have their their three. They have they're paying Jacoby Brissett handsome a handsome backup contract. You know they just they just brought in Josh Dobbs. So you have three of a similar style of QB. Four that can and a half million dollars run the, run the uh, you know run the same style of offense. It makes sense. They got they got those three QBs. But now it's like you've given up all leverage for Baker because they know like. You've just signed two more QBs that teams know that they're 
they're not going to bring Baker in regardless. And you can't, you can't have him in the locker room. You know, some guys are still going to be in Baker's corner. Like this, you, you, it's just going to be terrible for team team chemistry. They waited until everybody has a quarterback and nobody has, you know, everybody spent their money. No one can, there's not, there's not many teams that teams that can just absorb that $18.8 million fully guaranteed cap hit that he's got. So the Browns, I, Obviously, Seattle is like the a blatantly obvious destination, but they know like th- there's no one, no one that they have to compete with. You know, what I mean, the Browns have no leverage. They gave all that up. So even you know, Seattle doesn't even need to give up a pick if they know that if they know that nobody offers a trade. The Browns are just going to cut Baker. Then they can get him. You know, Baker's still regardless. Baker's making that 18 million from the Browns this year. So the Browns cut him. He can sign in Seattle for two million. You know what I mean, or, or right. whatever, whatever they, they offer to give him. So who just gave Geno Smith seven million dollars today on a one-year deal? I don't know how much of that's guaranteed, but and if the honestly, it, it's, I, I, as I would love Baker to come to Pittsburgh and and dominate the Browns for a decade. That just sounds. Sounds like like they would never get over it. It would be amazing, but see, I think if if Seattle can get if Cleveland cuts Baker and Seattle can get him cheap, I really, 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 really love Seattle being like the the winner of that Russell Wilson trade. You got to think, I mean, Baker, he'd have you know he's handing the ball off to Chris Carson and throwing the ball to. DK Tyler Lockett and Noah Fant. Plus, they have the three first or the two first round picks and the two second round picks or whatever it was. It's well, uh, for fantasy aspect. Um, if you're playing best ball right now, it's a no brainer kind of to take Baker in the late rounds. Um, you know, I'm unsure what his ADP is, but it cannot be before round you know twelve or fourteen. Um. So, you know, if I was playing best ball right now, I'd probably be taking some percentage of Baker Mayfield because if he goes to the Seahawks, he's going to be the apparent starter there. And he's got two great receivers and the good skill, all good skill positions there, like you said. Um, So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Keep an eye on it. Let's keep it moving to oh well why, since we're talking about quarterbacks let's just stick with them and switch over to the Steelers who are making the complete opposite decisions of the Browns this offseason and sign Mitch Trubisky on a steal we talked about this on our lost episode uh, how much we love this we both thought that it was going to be between Mitch and Jimmy G before any before the Super Bowl even happened I think we were saying that. And and they ended up getting Mitch on a steal before any of these other quarterbacks got picked up. They made a quick move. And the Steelers' reputation, I think, helped them get Mitch on a good deal. I think when, you know, it's like, hey, you're you're gonna come play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, here's our offer. Take it or leave it. And, you know, I think they have some leverage with their name and uh and their organization, unlike the Browns. Uh, I think he. Oh my bad. Yeah. I think I think he he also knows he's willing to sacrifice a little bit more money that he probably could have made elsewhere to to know that this is a great opportunity to kind of resurrect his yeah. career 
and you know rebuild you know get away from that bust label um great defense fantastic defense um well it's a very similar build to the bears team he took to the divisional round right the he's got he's got better weapons on pittsburgh than he had in chicago for sure the line can't be worse the defense is gonna be lights out and you're throwing the ball to uh, Claypool, Deontay Johnson, Friar Muth handing it off to Najee. Um, they need a slot receiver. We lost both Juju and Ray Ray, so I expect them James to. James Washington. I mean, it's a deep, it's a deep draft for receivers. So I do expect Pittsburgh, who have an exceptional history of of drafting wide receivers, expect them to uh, take one fairly early. I see some mocks have Chris Olave going to the Steelers at twenty. Love it. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I want either I I, I most want to have a lineman first yes. round, especially with the number of receivers there are though. So, but he is elite. He's going to be good. Um, we have a uh, a good history of taking Ohio State players. As much as uh, I hate getting my ass kicked by Ohio State year after year, <laughs> the Shazers and the and the Cam Haywards and the Santonio Holmeses. Oh yeah! Once you're a Steeler, I'm cool with you. Um, it, 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 um, yeah. Okay, let's keep it moving. To T Higgins had a labrum repair. Uh, sometime after the Super Bowl, I'm going to guess last month. I think they said he was seen in a bling, and then he was out in public again this week. Um, still in the sling. And so, <laughs> did you hear my phone? Um, so anyway, labrum repair, you do lose, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, what happens in a labrum repair, that is the, the ligamentous tissue around your ball and socket and your shoulder joint. And his obviously tore early in the season. He played through it. It's There's no nerve tissue in there, so it's not really painful if you tear your labrum. It's just kind of awkward and maybe make some clunks here and there. Um, so what they do is they, they take that labrum tissue, that stretchy ligament, and they kind of basically pin it back together um and suture it back together so what happens is is that that material in your body becomes very tight very taut because it was it was sewn back together and so you you typically see a loss of overhead range of motion in the shoulder now with science as far as it's come we're getting a lot better at regaining that motion especially in an elite athlete such as T Higgins i don't think it's going to affect his ability um to make him like less valuable in fantasy he's going to have all of his skills still but i would say over the course of his career this could affect the longevity especially if he were to re-injure that shoulder in any capacity that would probably really limit irritate that um that repair and possibly then you know you could see a loss of stability a, a dynamic stability over over time but for in the short term here i think t Higgins is is good to go for this whole season starting week one do you have any thoughts on it 
I concur. It's not he'll he'll be a hundred percent by the time the season rolls around. It's it's early enough in the off season that it's not going to be a factor. But like Steve touched on, you do have the uh, the career, you know, the overtime wear and tear on that shoulder, the the longevity and the risk for re injuries or or injuries from compensations, those kind of things. Um, but that's you know that. You got you to gotta play the game and see what happens for that. But but for, as far as this year, I, I'm not worried about T. Higgins at all. Yeah, he's and he is a valuable, I think, mid-round receiver in uh, fantasy this year uh, because the, the Bengals are obviously – Joe Burrow's not going to stop slinging the rock there. So uh, next – Chris Godwin had the ACL tear in mid-December. The typical return for an ACL is eight to ten months, uh, typically closer to eight. And so that would put him right at August to kind of be fully returned. There, Currently, the reports are saying he should be returning like week four or five. I think that's or that's what he said he would like expects to be back by then. It, it was either the, a report that insinuated that, or he, he did say that, but I would say um, eight months from mid December is mid August. That's right there for preseason. Like I expect him to be on the practice field um, for a, really all of training camp. And I think he's he's at least getting some reps week one. So he is just as valuable um, as he was last season at the wide receiver position, in my opinion. It pains me to to say I, Chris Godwin is someone as as my my Penn State guy. I've uh, been willing to reach and draft him early uh, the past few years of his career, but this year I'm going to kind of steer away from that i uh i I don't expect i i would anticipate that he does miss some time i think i want to say he had there was mcl damage too let me let me double check that but i believe you're right i think uh yeah well tore a torn acl sprained mcl so probably only the acl was surgically repaired like steve touched on these these Recoveries are are more towards the eight month range now with with the more modern medicine, but I I don't think that this is something you're gonna rush back from. Uh, especially, I, Tampa Bay is gonna be able to to kind of keep the ship afloat without him. They're not they don't need to, you know. It's not like we have to get. It's not it's not like you know you're. You know, Tom. If Tom Brady's not there, the the Buccaneers are gonna suck. But if if Godwin misses a few games at the the first couple weeks of the season, you, they're gonna be able to to keep the pirate ship afloat, if you will. Um, so I I wouldn't expect him to be rushed back. It could, I don't think it'll be like an AJ Green situation a few years ago when he was coming back from the off season ankle surgery, and you you know people were still drafting him early. You know, thinking he's going to miss a couple weeks, and then it turns into eight weeks, and then it turned into the whole season. Um, I, I expect him to be back, but I, I don't think it will be worth the early draft. The his ADP is going to be high, 
and I don't think it will be worth drafting him that early. I think there will be plenty of receivers that you can get after that point that will be as productive, if not more. I don't hate that take. Um, I, you know, it's still too early to decide if he's going to be like, you know, one of my targets or not for where he's currently at it. We'll have to see, but this is all, I mean, nobody's doing their fantasy drafts. If you're playing best ball. Yeah. I might, I might steer clear of him. Um, but, but obviously there's going to be when you're doing your fantasy football draft in, in August, you're going to have a lot more information on where he's at in his, his rehab and recovery. So that's all with a grain of salt. You know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, uh, I think we're going to need um, we're going to need like current ADP um, best ball stats. So we have something to kind of like reference to. Um, oh, I have it. I have it right here. Uh, let me search. God, when he is going. No way. This is updated April 7th of this year. Chris Godwin is going in round 15. What? There's no way. Yeah, I mean, it's like T. Higgins round three, DK round three, McLaurin okay. round five. Well, draft uh, draft Chris Godwin. <laughs> draft fucking Chris Godwin at the, in round 15. Are you fucking kidding me? ADP at 175.8. Yeah, like round 14. He must they must have like completely pulled him out of the, the the uh pool and you know only people that are like manually looking looking for him or drafting him. I, I don't, don't know. Allen Robinson round sixteen with the Rams and no OBJ to start the season. That's, there's there's no chance that that's right. I don't know what this is looking at. It doesn't say that's on, I mean, this is this is footballdiehards.com. And that does that sounds like the worst source I've ever heard. <laughs> and just, been, they've been around since 2004. What's it? What's uh, look on uh, <laughs> Fox News? Look on look on uh, underdog. I couldn't think of what the hell it was called. Uh, yeah, I uh, just opened the app. Well. I think I have to start a draft to like see what people's ADP is. Well, your source that you pulled up, I don't believe that whatsoever. I, one uh, one person that I do know has been going very high. James Connor, my um, my my golden boy, my my great pick from last year that I said he's gonna thrive in a. A dual backfield, a split backfield, uh, and he did this year. It seems like they kind of might be gonna plan on planning on using him more as a bell cow. How Pittsburgh unsuccessfully tried to do for four years. I hope they really kind of split it up and and uh, you know kind of keep him in the same system as last year, where he's getting half the half the bulk. But I see Connor going like first round in a lot of these leagues, and I. Uh, I, d- I don't think his uh, this year I'm low on James Conner. I guess is is what I'm what I'm saying. Last year I was high. I said take him, take him before his ADP. This year I'm saying let him drop a little bit. Um, he is 
he okay this is four for four.com and this is specifically underdog fantasy now that right now you can only play the super flex which is two qbs that's the only tournament they have right now you can always do a small pool um he's going 76 pick currently no, I'm sorry, Chris. This is Chris Godwin. Back to Chris <laughs> Godwin. I misheard. Okay, where's no, where's I, James Conner on that? Running back. He is going 58th. That's all. That's all. Okay, eh, that's probably pretty fair. That's like fourth round. That's end of the fourth round, Connor. Uh, Najee is 25th overall. There's no way that's what that, what's that on? There's no it's way a, that not that Najee's there's that's, no way He's that's the be, a, be that's the beginning of round shit. That's round two to three. That's what the fantasy no, Najee's, under, Najee's uh, like a top five pick in every ranking that I've seen. Like, there's no way Najee Harris is slipping out of the first round. Well, you got to remember this is a two QB league, so uh, like quarterbacks are all going. Like Josh Allen is one one overall. Like quarterbacks are overvalued in superflex because okay. you need two, so oh, you yeah, really need good. like three or four well, if you because they're going to score standard. Yeah, there's no standard two. tournaments right now. Oh, so, so that makes more sense. Yeah, I did a rookie and sophomore draft, which is only like the rookie and second year players. Um, and I I saved quarterback for the end, and I got um Davis Mills, and who? What's what's my other quarterback? Uh, pulling it up here. I'm projected to come in last out of a um, it's a four it's a four person like league. Our draft. I have Davis Mills and Kenny Pickett as my quarterbacks, but then I have Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, Chris Olave, Pat Firemuth, Jahan Dotson, and Joshua Palmer as my wide receivers. Like, and I and I have ETN, Trey Sermon, Ramad Stevenson as running backs. Like, I don't know. I feel like fade quarterback if you're doing the rookie and sophomore tournaments. So CBS fantasy, what I'm looking at, they got rankings from three different three different rankings basically. Najee's five, four, and five overall. So this is obviously standard fantasy. Right. Connor's Connor's low though. They got Connor like twenty-four to to thirty-three. So they're looking at like a second to third rounder, which is lower than I saw him earlier. Saquon, they got 30, 32, 36. I like I like taking Saquon above that. It'll be more recovered from the ACL year. Yeah. Uh oh, we've only been going like 20, 25 minutes. We're we're almost done here. We're gonna finish up with football talk by talking about Kyler Murray. Uh, speculating that he's not going to play unless he has a new contract for the Cardinals. Um, I don't hate that move by Kyler, like because I think he knows he's not like that good. He's kind of he's kind of a not a fraud, but um, 
I don't know. I don't think things are going to get any easier for Kyler Murray here. Like I don't see him progressing like Josh Allen did. Uh, he's, he seems to be running for his life on a third of his dropbacks. Um, so smart move by him. He's laying his cards on the table. We'll see how it works out for him. But as Danny pointed out to me when we were prepping for this, like Lamar should be doing this move. Lamar should be the one pulling this Kyler Murray move. Uh, give us your take on that, sir. Yeah, it sounds like Lamar is uh, is kind of wanting to play and just worry about his contract later, which is craziest thing that I could even think of. I mean, he he's an idiot for doing so. The 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 best thing we talked about this pre-show, but the best thing about the Browns selling their souls for Deshaun Watson for from from a Pittsburgh standpoint, not only does it put the Browns in in salary cap prison over the next 4 years after this year, but uh it it really puts Baltimore in a in a shitty position too. Um, so hopefully Baltimore ends up giving giving Lamar Jackson two hundred million, and uh, you know they're stuck with some some crazy salary cap numbers. But yeah, I mean Lamar, especially with uh, I you know I talked about it's it's different than Kirk Cousins playing on one year deals because Kirk Cousins isn't running the ball you know two hundred times a season and taking lots of hits. You know Kirk Cousins just goes down willingly in the pocket when it when it collapses. So. A guy like Lamar, who is entirely dependent on his athleticism and his and his you know his legs, his explosiveness. You're one bad step. You're one one Teddy Bridgewater, you know, potential career-ending fluke injury from from losing two hundred million dollars. So I have no idea why the guy Lamar... gets the flu like three times every winter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he would he would be. I mean, I get it. You you know you want to. You're a team-oriented guy. I love it, but you gotta be smart. For, it's like last year. I said if T.J. Watt steps onto the field without without his contract, he's an idiot. And Pittsburgh was an idiot for taking so long to get it to him. But obviously, that that finally worked out and uh, had a hell of a season. But if Lamar, if he, it, you, you, it's you are too fragile, too too unique of a player. To where one Former injury, MVP. one injury, can completely just absolutely derail your career and cost you two hundred million dollars if you don't have a contract extension. So we'll see how that plays out. I'm hoping the. Uh, oh, I'm sure he's I'm talked hoping, to them about it. You oh, know? oh, for sure. I'm, I'm hoping the Ravens get stuck paying him two hundred million dollars too, and uh, and I, uh, you know we'll, I we'll, almost we'll think... roll with Trubisky getting yeah. Getting yeah. Some breadcrumbs. Oh, that's going to be great. I I really do. I am really excited for this football season uh with with the biscuit on our on our squad. Uh and really just year 2 for Najee. Like I just feel like Najee's just like they got to get a running back. They ha- they cannot run Najee into the ground the way they did this correct. year. Uh and if and uh it sounds like Honey Badger's going to go somewhere before the draft. Um he's kind of the last superstar left on the market um to my to my knowledge uh the steelers are definitely very interested in him i i don't see a reason why they shouldn't put him on like a two-year deal three-year deal uh uh, defensive backs is a very tough position to fill in the nfl like experienced and athletic 
defensive backs. That's like the toughest thing to find other than quarterback. So get the man, get the man Steelers finish, finish this, finish the awesome job you're doing Colbert and go out a fucking legend. Um, Okay. I think that's it for football talk. Let's go to the Masters was this last weekend, and your boy had Scotty Scheffler on Wednesday evening at 20 to 1. Only Masters bet I put in, other than on Underdog Fantasy, I did a couple. Um, you could take over-unders and and parlay them together. And I always got greedy and did a four a four-man parlay, and I was always off by one golfer. Uh, so that's fantastic. Um, yeah, I uh, lost out, lost two of those little fun parlays, but I hit the big, big dog at uh, 20 to one. Congratulations to you, sir. That was maybe the third time I had ever seen your name or heard of your name. <laughs> uh, you know, he's only 25. He's new to golf. Okay. Yeah, that was he's awesome. Number, he's ranked number one in the world right now, but it is, it is a weird He's a very low, low quality number one guy. He's, he's never been, won before twenty twenty two. Not yeah, yeah. He's been hot lately, and and uh, it's just yeah, it's a weird time in golf where no one has really commanded that number one ranking. You know how and, how Tiger held it for a decade, and no one was ever even close. This is it's going to flip flop. There's going to be lots of well, unless Scheffler kind of goes on a on a run here. But it's probably going to flip flop a lot. Uh, well, before he got hot uh, in an interview, before all of this um, year, he said his favorite golf course is wherever the next major is. Like that's his favorite golf course in the country. I think it's in like Boston, something like that. I don't know, but so it could be TPC sawgrass for all I know. I'm a very casual fan. I just had heard that, that, uh, that was his favorite course for the next majors. So that was from, uh, Scott Van Pelt on, on pardon my take. He said that. So, um, next draw of the week to continue my hot streak. Uh, I tweeted out like a half hour before the game. Um, City and Liverpool and EPL draw the week. I think we should just start tweeting out. Like we'll still say them on the pods, but maybe we should start tweeting out draws of the week um, every every Friday as well on the Twitter. That'd be something good to do. And Danny, why don't you go ahead if, if you have one right now? Yeah, I, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I got. Uh, so I, I've followed through on my promise to uh, to watch watch more MLS this year. I've been uh, watched all six of Columbus's games. They've uh, played well, but haven't necessarily scored well. So they're they've looked better than their current spot of sitting seventh in the in the East. But I am going to go. I got FC Dallas and the New York Red Bulls. My boy Jesus Ferreira, uh, Colombian slash American, really, really coming on here. Came on, played well the last few uh, USMNT qualifiers. Um, really coming on. He's got five goals in six six matches in the in this young MLS season. So I got FC Dallas pulling off the uh, the draw. They're going to be the underdog in this uh, against uh, against the Red Bulls. Um, I'll, I'll say, you know, one, one draw and, uh, 
I'll give let Columbus catch up to the Red Bulls. Columbus gets a win. Red Bulls tie. Jesus Ferreira hopefully emerges as the as the striker the U.S. needs right now. Uh, speaking of MLS, Charlotte FC on a three-game win streak. And it was against, I believe, Atlanta United. Uh, the Olympico goal, that was pretty fucking sick. Did you see that? I did not. I will uh I will send you yeah, the clip me, after this. Give me a link. Columbus. The only the only undefeated team right now is is Philadelphia. Columbus just lost one nothing. Outplayed them the whole game. Their freaking goalie. They the only goal was the own goal and the goalie literally just like threw the ball into the into the uh into the goal like just like it was really windy and it was just one of them things i don't know what he was doing it was one of the worst own goals i've ever seen he just kind of caught the cross that no one was even able to like remotely get to and just basically grabbed it and threw it into the into the net so that's how columbus lost Hmm. um uh, also a quick note the third round of the open cup uh, which is the United States version of the like FA Cup for it's basically a midseason tournament between all the lesser teams, the minor league teams, and the major league teams are all in one tournament together. And so Charlotte is playing Greenville in Greenville, which I live right next to. Um, they're in the third. This is a third the third round matchup uh, next Wednesday. So. I really, I do not have like the time or money to go to that, but oh, oh. $25. Oh, I, I could have, I could swing that. But that's the day before I close on my house. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Oh, hell, it's $20 for the standing section, the Bud Light section, 18 bucks. And I think you get a Bud Light coupon with it. Okay, well, well, I'll keep you updated on that. My draw of the week is Leicester City at Newcastle. Two middle-of-the-road teams late in the EPL season. Everyone, they both teams know they're not getting relegated and they're not going to win the fucking championship or even be top four. So this is a lazy 1-1 draw, maybe even 0-0. Would you, anything else on soccer? I could go on about the, yeah. <laughs> the U.S. For, uh, we, I, I did. I had a rant in the uh, in the last one that got deleted. I think you Didn't did. I? I don't know. U.S. got the job I, done. Bear Halter, you, you're a G. Uh, it's I'm I'm excited. We are the youngest team, uh, youngest U.S. team ever. The youngest team currently qualified for this World Cup. Um, it's, uh, it's, yeah, the, 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 this, the future is bright of high expectations. The draw was fair. Um, you got, you got England, which is a pretty decent team to get out of pot a Iran was a good team to draw from pot uh, three. And then they, the, so the first two teams placed with them, it was like, you were pretty excited. It was looking good. And then the third one. Fucking Vladimir Putin fucks the U.S. because we have the only reason. So based on 
COVID and other world events like the like the Russia Ukraine thing. Some of the so there's three spots that still aren't fully qualified yet. So the 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 final European spot was pushed back because of the because Ukraine is supposed to play, but their players are all currently fighting in a war. So that game got postponed. Um, Ukraine, Scotland, the winner of that game will play the play Wales, and then the winner of that game qualifies to the to the World Cup. So the teams that the spots that aren't official yet were placed in the final final pot, which is the bottom bottom tier of teams that have qualified. But the quality of this team, obviously, it's a European team. It is not a pot four team. And of course, that's the that's the one team you don't want to draw out of pot four. If it's uh, if it's Wales, Wales is the most likely team. Um, Wales is a, is a, going to be a tough opponent. They're ranked 18th in the world right now, which is obviously not a not a caliber of a pot four team. So that's kind of where the U.S. got screwed. You know, you're really hoping for a for a Ghana or you know a a uh, a Cinderella story kind of team. Ghana right now is is not what they were when we kind of built up a rivalry with them, playing them three years, three World Cups in a row. They uh they were a Cinderella team coming out of Africa. Okay, okay, I, that's I, I you. Go on. You want you want a lesser <laughs> you you want an easy team to beat up on, and and we didn't get that team. So they got they got to perform. They got to. They can they can do some damage, but they got it. They they can't slip up because they don't have an easy game. Is is where I'm where I'm getting at. That was three but minutes. I am, uh, dude. I am ready. I am ready. <laughs> three I minutes. Might, I might YOLO all the way to Qatar, bro. Well, so Lance, our boy Lance, is going to be uh, flying for the. Um, airlines by then basically like training like doing regional flights so i don't know maybe he can get us if he could get us some discounted flights uh we could go to go to possibly vegas that'd be unreal for like maybe the quarterfinal weekend or something uh but i'm also dead for sure we're for sure making it uh Well, oh no, quarterfinals are midweek. I looked it up already. Semifinals are on the weekend. Quarterfinal matchups are going to be midweek. I'm going to have to figure out how to be at work and watch the games. I'm going to see a bunch of patients bang, 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 and then save their notes for... Actually, uh, you don't You don't even want to be somewhere like Vegas for this because then, then you're going to have to wake up at 3 in the morning to watch the game. That's true. Because they're, well, they're all kicking off early here. They have some you know, substances there to make that pretty doable. Oh, sure. oh yeah. Um, I think that's it. That I think we're gonna do a draft preview for next week. Um, and I'll be on the Fantasy Unleashed podcast. We're recording that on Monday. I am not sure when they're releasing that episode. Probably late next week as well. Look out for that. Um, hope you all are having a nice spring. Have a nice Easter weekend. Praise the Lord. Count your blessings. And stay healthy, America.